From over easy to scrambled to poached to sunny side up, there are many ways to cook an egg. Hi, I'm George Polrecki, and this is Cityscape. Today we're serving up an episode focused on eggs. From an egg-themed pop-up exhibit on Manhattan's Lower East Side, to an executive chef who's putting a modern spin on the classic breakfast egg sandwich. The egg is very important, having a high-quality, super-fresh egg, a very rich yolk. More from executive chef Jason Hall of Egghead coming up on Cityscape. But first, rentals aren't just for groomsmen in need of a tux or a parent who wants a cotton candy machine for a kid's birthday party. In today's day and age, you can pretty much rent anything, including chickens for freshly laid eggs. Enter Kay Whitmer, a.k.a. Homestead Kay of Rent the Chicken. She's on the phone with me now. Kay, thanks for joining me. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to be a homesteader? It means, you know, trying to grow your own food on your own property and um, bringing a food source closer to your home. Um, For some people, it looks like being completely self-sufficient. And then for other people, it's, you know, starting a garden, getting some chickens, having some other animals, that kind of thing. There's a wide range of people that are homesteaders. How long have you been a homesteader now? Um, We've been on the farm since 2013. So um, we're going on five years. And where is the farm? Uh, Liverpool, Pennsylvania. What inspired you to become a homesteader? Um, my husband and I have always had the dream of moving to the farm to a farm. Neither one of us grew up on a farm, but we grew up in farming communities. And um, my husband's grandparents ran a um, Christmas tree farm, and they grew their own produce in the summertime. So he has fond memories of spending time with them. And um, we just happened to find the perfect piece of property that was in a price range and a buying situation that was, like, perfect for us. So we kind of jumped on it and went full force into putting together a homestead. How much work is it? Well, that all depends on how much you want to get out of it. Hmm. Um, If you don't put any work into it, you're not going to get anything out of it. So you really have to work hard. Um, Some days are really good. And you can get a lot of things done and, you know, the animals are healthy and and your work gets done. And then other days you're like, oh, my gosh, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> because it's so much work and, um, you know, your animals cause trouble sometimes. They're not always perfect. Um, so. Well, speaking of the animals, let's talk about the chickens. How many chickens do you okay. have? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to say about 60 in our laying flock. And since 60, it's the six winter, zero. that's all we have. Six, yeah, zero, six wow. zero, wow. Oh, that's low compared to, like, summertime numbers. Really? Yeah, once we get all of our rent the chickens on, on farm, and we also do um, pasture-raised poultry, which means we raise chickens out in the middle of our field. Um that then we've got upwards of like 150, 200 chickens on farm. That's a lot of chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Rent a Chicken. Rent a Chicken is a um, small family company that started in Pittsburgh. Homestead Jen and Homestead Phil are the ones that started it, and I'm we are an affiliate farmer for them, um, which means we do all of our own. Uh, coop building, our own chicken raising, our own deliveries, all of those things. Um, They just basically answer the phone for us. 
because um, we live in the middle of nowhere, so there's hardly any cell phone service other than at my house. Um, so with Rented Chicken, we build a coop. Um, we pair off two or four hens and um, get them ready for our customers, probably starting in like March. And um, once the chickens are all starting to lay pretty reliably, then like the last week of March, beginning of April, we'll call customers and set up for delivery. How do you so deliver what our chickens? Well, we have a big trailer, like a flatbed trailer that we load all the coops onto. My husband has designed and built the coops so that four of them fit on the trailer at one shot. Um, or if we're only delivering one coop, we have a, ca- a cargo carrier that goes on the back of our expedition. So it depends on what kind of day we're having. But we load everything onto the trailers. We leave the chickens in the coops because they go up in their house, and they're nice and safe and cozy and warm in there. So we load all their supplies and everything, and then we drive to the customer's house. When we get there, we have to, like, figure out where the coop is going because sometimes we have to lift it over a fence, go through gates, um, climb lots of steps. Depending on what we have to do to get it in the backyard, we'll make a plan and we'll get it into the backyard. And then we spend time with our customers trying to educate them on how to care for the chickens and what to feed them and how to handle them, how to handle their egg products, those kind of things. Now, you service our area right here in New York City? Yes, we do. Now, what kind of property do you need to have here in New York City to keep chickens? Just a big enough piece of property that you can put them on grass and move their coop, you know, like every day they get moved, just the length of the coop. So it doesn't take a whole, whole lot of room. Do you get the occasional call from somebody in a studio apartment who thinks they can do this? Um, I don't think we've had that phone call, at least not that I've heard of. But if they had like a roof, rooftop area or something, we could make it work. We could find a medium for them to put down to use as, like ground cover so that there's not any trouble with the chicken's poop, but we can definitely get creative. What would you say are among the biggest misconceptions when it comes to keeping chickens that you need to educate people about? That they take up a lot of space, that they're mean. I don't know. A lot of people don't think of having chickens because it's it's a farm animal. And yeah, it's a farm animal, but it's a farm animal that's relatively easy to care for you get eggs from them, and they're actually really entertaining. What are chickens like in terms of personality? Um, well, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you get one that's kind of a jerk, <laughs> but, you know, you have that in humans as well. So, But they're pretty entertaining. They're kind of, not to, say, not to be rude, but they're kind of dumb. So they do things, and you're just like, really? Um, but when they, like, are chasing food or, the, you know, you put down a, a pile of food in a big group of chickens, they play with each other and pick on each other and, you know, chase stuff. So that's always fun. We, whenever we first got chickens, we had cheeseburgers. I can remember one day that my husband put cheeseburgers in there and they would take the cheeseburger patty and toss it up in the air really high. (laughs) And then it would land on the other side of the coop. And then another chicken would pick it up and toss it up really high. And then another chicken would pick it up. So they were kind of like playing ball, but they were really (laughs) just trying to eat a cheeseburger. It was pretty funny. How many eggs can you expect a chicken to lay over any given period of time? Well, each chicken will lay one egg a day, 
But obviously, no chicken lays an egg every single day of the year. So it depends on the breed of the chicken, um, the time of year that it is, what the temperature outside is, how much light they get during the day. How much does it cost to rent a chicken? To rent a chicken in New York, it's $1,000. That gives you your coop um, with four hens and all of the supplies that they need, all their food and their food, food dishes, their waterer. Um, a bag of chubby mealworms, and um, we'll deliver the coop to you. You get a book that tells you what you need to do to raise chickens, and you get all of the support you could possibly need from the rent-a-chicken family. Um, we're just a phone call away at any point in time that you have, you know, a question about chickens or whatever you need to know. And it's a three-month rental for New- the New York area. We usually deliver... Um, the weekend after Memorial Day and pick up the weekend before Labor Day. Is there a rent-to-own option? There is a rent-to-own option. If at the end of your three-month period, you would choose to adopt, is what we call it. Um, You can adopt just the hens or you can adopt the hens and the coop. I'm not sure what the price is off the top of my head. I want to say it's $300. Mm -hmm. Do the chickens come with names or can you name them yourself? You can name them yourselves. Um, we've had so many different names, I can't remember them all. Um, I do remember a little girl named all of her chickens after um, My Little Pony characters. Okay. <laughs> so we had like Star Bright something Dust, I don't know. It was like this long, big name. So Do you name all of your chickens, considering you have so many? Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really hard to remember all of those names. But, you know, you have a few, we have a few standout chickens, like our roosters all have names. And um, some of our hens that have been with us for a long time that have become family favorites, they have names. Where in New York City so, do you find you're primarily going? Is there a borough in particular that's more popular than others when it comes um, to raising chickens? Well, in the city, I can't really say that we have, like, a huge popular area kind of sporadic throughout the city. Most of our business is on Long Island. I guess there's a little bit more backyard space, right? Yep. It's a lot of people. Um, last year we were in the Hamptons a lot um, because they were, it was for their summer homes. So that kids that live in the city and they go to New York to Long Island for the summer, then get the, that experience for the summer since they live in the city, you know, most of their time. So it was really a fun time to meet kids that had never really seen chickens up close before and explain to them how chickens, you know, how they make eggs and how how they can take care of them and give them that small piece of living in the country. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I would imagine that there are a lot of lessons to be learned here if you have children, you want to bring chickens into your home. Yes. Yes, there are. Um, a lot of responsibility. Um, it's not as much responsibility as like having a dog or something because a chicken, in theory, you could leave overnight. Um, you know, like you could go away for an evening and come back later in the day, the next day, and your chicken's okay. It's kind of like a cat. As long as you put out feed and water, they'll be okay. I wouldn't leave them for like a week, but maybe overnight you'd be okay. So you have that aspect of it. Cleaning up after the chickens isn't a whole, whole lot of work. You just have to change the bedding in their coops and 
some boroughs require you to pick up their poop after you move their coop. Um, but it's a lot less than a dog would have, so it's really not that bad. Have you seen this increase in popularity over the past few years, would you say? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Many. There's a lot, a big movement in um, knowing where your food comes from. So this just brings one food source that much closer to your, to your table. The less miles you can have on your food before it comes into your home to be fed to your family, the better off you are because then you have a chance of it being a lot more fresh. So bringing that food source of such a great food source, you know, protein for your family is a big draw for a lot of people. Here's a big question for you, Kay. How do you like your eggs? Uh, um, I don't eat anybody else's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I, when we go to a restaurant, I can't eat anything that got egg in it or on it. It's gross. If it's like... Cooked in, I'm okay, but to eat like scrambled eggs or an omelet or something at a restaurant, it's just not happening. They're disgusting. Um, our eggs are so much more yellow than a store-bought egg, uh-huh. and um, they do taste differently. There's a much richer taste to our eggs compared to a store-bought egg. What's the typical lifespan of a chicken? Like five years or more. Okay. It's not going to lay eggs the whole time that it's that it you know if it lives to be five years or more, they lay eggs reliably for about two to three years, and then after that they kind of slow down, and eventually they'll stop laying eggs. If someone listening now wants to rent a chicken, how do they go about doing that? They go to rentthechicken.com, and they'll click on their link. There's lots of links there for all of the different affiliates all over the United States and Canada. Um, find the link closest to you and um, check it out. Check out the homesteaders and pictures of their coop because all of us have different coops. And give our home office a phone call. You would be talking to Homestead Jen and Homestead Phil, and they will be able to get everything set up for you. I do want to also mention that we have an option through Rent the Chicken called Hatch the Chicken that is a little more friendly to living in a small space. Um, what happens is we would deliver to you a incubator with seven eggs and you would put the eggs in the incubator and after 21 days, the eggs would hatch. And then you have two weeks to raise the chicks. So you'll raise them till they're about considered to be teenager age. So when they go from like cute little fluffy chickens to kind of funky looking teenagers, (laughs) we will come and pick them up and bring them back to the farm and raise them out here at the farm. But it gives you and your family the chance to watch an actual egg hatch um, and develop. We include a candling light with the rental that um, throughout the 21 days of the eggs being in the incubator, you can take it out and um, look at it with the candling light, and you can see the, uh, the chickens developing inside the egg. Um, you can see their heart beating, and those kind of things. Kay, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. That was Homestead Kay of Rent the Chicken. If you simply can't get enough of eggs, a pop-up exhibit on Manhattan's Lower East Side is the place for you. The Egg House is devoted to all things eggs. It tells the story of a fictional egg named Ellis and even allows visitors to take a photo in a giant egg carton. I recently paid the Egg House a visit. My name is Samantha Mirabal, and I'm one of the on-site managers for the Egg House. 
What is the concept behind the egg house? <laughs> all right, well, the egg house is supposed to be very warm, very loving. It's all about the dreams. Why did you come to New York City? What do you aspire to be? We're supposed to remind you of that. It's supposed to be a fun place to get away from the hustle and bustle of New York that you can just forget about your problems and remember why you came here in the first place. Why eggs? Because eggs are all different. You know, they're different shapes, sizes, colors. They've got different, they can be spotted, they can be solid. They come from different places, different animals. And that's just like us. We all have different outer shells. We all have different stories to tell. But on the inside, we're all the same. Essentially, you're walking through several rooms when you come to the egg house, right? Yes. There's six different rooms to explore within Ellis's dream home. Who's Ellis? <laughs> Ellis is like our mascot. He's the main event of our egg house. And Ellis is the way we can relate to the egg house. So he gets his name from Ellis Island. And he came from Sunnyside Island. And, you know, lots of people come to New York. That's why they migrate here, because they want to start a new life. That's why Ellis came here. So the whole top floor that you're going through exploring is all part of a dream sequence. It's the glamour and the glitz of New York City. When you go downstairs, you can see the real Ellis sleeping and dreaming of all this stuff. What else is downstairs? Oh, downstairs is a Zen garden. It's very tranquil. It's got hanging yolks and an egg swing and some cactus lights and the dream tunnel where Ellis is sleeping. When you walk into the egg house, you're greeted by a saying on the wall. What is that saying? Yeah, it says, how do you live your life? Sunny side up, over easy, or scrambled? It's how you decide to live your life that day. And there is another saying on another wall. <laughs> it says, you're an egg, your friends are eggs, keep your carton full. Meaning, you know, when you come to New York, you want to keep your support group close to you. You want to have lots of friends or family because it's hard to go in life through this city, especially if you're new to the city. Speaking of your carton, you have a giant egg carton in here. Yes, we do. We have a giant egg carton with four eggs in it. And you can play with them. You can get inside the carton. It's really good for family photos. Speaking of really good for family photos, tell us about this ball pit, or should I say egg pit? Yes, it's our caviar pool. So you can take a dip in our pool. It's a public pool, not a private pool. And we've got lots of little egg pillows, lots of eggs and egg yolks in there. And it says last one in is a rotten egg. <laughs> Whose idea was this? Whose bright idea was the egg house? So this was made by Biu Biu, and she is the owner of the Sense Studio. And she and another woman and a couple of grad students from Pratt University came together and made the egg house. They put it on paper, and in six months, they got it all down, and then in three weeks, opened it up, and here it is. What inspired her to do this, do you know? I'm not sure, but I know the narrative was also created by some of uh, our operations managers, Ginny and Truck, and they were the ones who came up with the narrative that goes along with our story. How do you see people interact with these exhibits? Oh my gosh. Most people that come in here absolutely love the egg house because it's super fun. The staff is very friendly, very warm. We have a lot of kids, a lot of families. Today we had a little kid dressed as a chicken, and it was super cute, you know, taking pictures. We also offer little chicken onesies that you can put your little toddlers in. 
This place was made for Instagram, wasn't it? Oh yeah, very Instagrammable, very blogger friendly, very millennial friendly. <laughs> you have Ellis's bedroom in the back, which is really an interesting place to explore. Lots to see in Ellis's bedroom. Yeah, we've got um, the best part about Ellis's bedroom is that we've got so many little things, but they all pertain to Alice. We've got um, a whiteboard that has his to-do list. He's a very, very busy egg. We've got a picture of him and his friends at Coachella. We've got, you look out the window and you can see Ellis traipsing around town all over New York City. We've got his friends posted up there, guests posted up there in Polaroids. It's a really unique space where you can actually see how he lives his day-to-day life. Tell me about this wall here. Flipped, it says on the wall. Yeah, flipped is one of our most... I would say interactive walls because people love to do crazy things like headstands, handstands, hair flips, boomerangs, you name it. It's all there. And the great thing about Flipped is that it comes from a French film and Flipped is their way of saying love at first sight. So Sam, above the giant egg carton, you have all of these lovely pink spatulas. Oh yeah, we've got spatulas and whisks. It's supposed to, they're hanging from the ceiling and it's supposed to be part of like our kitchen feel. And it's very fun because we use it a lot in our quotes, like we're whipping something up for you guys, like a fun event or something like that. How many people would you say you have come through the egg house in any given day? Oh my gosh. (laughs) The weekends, we probably have around like 1,200 people coming here. Weekdays, it's a little bit more casual, so we suggest that people who want a more leisurely experience or want more devoted time to them come during the weekdays or more devoted time to their children come during the weekdays because then they can play in the caviar pool as long as they want. They can be on the swing as long as they want, and the weekends are just packed to the brim. It is really, really vibrant in here on the weekends. You can actually get a bite to eat at the Egg House, can't you? Oh, yeah. We've got a couple little egg treats here. We've got um, a collaboration with The Egg Shop, and it's a white chocolate sea salt and pepper lollipop. And we've also got a collaboration with Egg Glue. It's our eggs cream sandwich. So it's two sugar cookies. The top of it looks like an egg, and then the bottom is just has white chocolate drizzle on it and we've got vanilla ice cream from the middle but we're hoping to get more flavors so if anyone has any suggestions send them to us <laughs> what's your hashtag hashtag the egg house are you tracking the photos that are being put out there on social oh yeah we always um we put photos so we have an instagram a facebook and a twitter Um, On our Facebook, we have a couple of photos, but we mostly use the Instagram. So we've got pictures on our stories, and that's like things that the staff are doing, things that the patrons are doing, the day-to-day egg house vibe. And then we have all kinds of little like fun, inspirational things or events or pictures just on the actual feed. And lots of people mention us in their story or reply to our stories and stuff like that on Instagram. Getting back to the description of this place, it is so vibrant. I mean, these walls are very colorful. (laughs) Yeah, it's supposed to make you feel happy. It's supposed to make you feel good. And that's what the staff is here for, too. You know, we want everyone to have the best egg experience that they can have. How do you like your eggs, Sam? I like my eggs sunny side up. Because it's happy. (laughs) How long is the egg house going to be here? 
The ACAST is going to be in New York until June 27th, but don't fret because we're moving to Shanghai and then we have plans to move to LA. How exciting. So Ellis is going to be traveling the world. <laughs> oh yeah, Ellis is going to be an international egg. <laughs> what surprises you most about how people interact with the accounts? Anything? Um, yeah, I would say the best part of this job is when we have people come here and they say that it's the best day ever or that it's the best experience ever. That's what really warms the staff's heart because the fact that we can do that for other people is really what it's about. We're trying to build a community here and trying to make it a safe, fun place for everyone. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, it's supposed to be relatable and fun for everyone. Sam, thanks so much for the tour of the Egg House. Yeah, no problem. Samantha Mirabal is an on-site manager for the Egg House. Once again, you have until June 27th to experience the pop-up exhibit here in New York City. From an excellent exhibit to an egg-centric sandwich shop in New York City, Egghead is putting a modern spin on the classic breakfast egg sandwich. On the phone with me now is executive chef Jason Hall. Jason, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, hey, how's it going today? Good. So first of all, what inspired Egghead? Egghead is in the is in the bottom of the Moxie uh, Hotel here in the Garment District on 36th and 7th. And we needed a breakfast concept for the hotel. You know, kind of cool all-day uh, breakfast restaurants. It's kind of a trend right now. It inspired some of this concept for this venue. and It's a great fit for the area. Although there are a lot of food trucks and, and you know, quick-serve delis, there wasn't anything that was delivering on a really, hot, like, kind of high-quality breakfast sandwich. What do you think it is about breakfast that people love so much that they want to potentially eat at any time of day? You know, I think that I think it's a New York City thing, right? Where people are just are, are kind of accustomed to getting that uh, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich on the go. You know, when they're either commuting or, or going from appointment to appointment, and especially here in Midtown. And also, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great late night snack as well. Yeah, you're actually open late night two times a week, correct? You know, it's really funny, Friday and Saturday. So we have a uh, kind of night nightlife component on the roof called Magic Hour here at the Moxie. Um, and it's a, it's a big property, 10,000 square foot um, rooftop um, with an enclosed uh, retractable roof. And we have a small uh, lounge called the Elephant Room. We, we throw some pretty great parties there. And we, um, you know, we have a couple thousand people exiting um, and standing in line um, at the uh, at the property, so we opened just based on demand from from 11 to 4 a.m. So kind of people coming and people going and people waiting um, are coming in and, and grabbing some late night late night snacks there. It's a good snack spot. So Jason, what makes for a good egg sandwich? We kind of went back to basics here and just focused on quality. You know, for us, the egg is very important. Having a high quality, super fresh egg, a very rich yolk. Uh, that was very important, and also the bread. We focused on the bread. We have a we have a full time um, bakery here in the hotel, and we're baking all the bread fresh, and it really made a difference. Uh, we we're looking the bread we developed was kind of a cross between uh, that classic potato roll and kind of a brioche hamburger bun. So we put the two together and came up with our our, our uh, potato brioche bun that we serve at Egghead. It's very buttery. It toasts up. Kind of has like a French toast quality texture to it. So it has a really crisp toast off the griddle. Um, so it's really uh, high quality fresh bread and uh, a great egg 
You can't go wrong. Where do you get your eggs from? So our eggs are Jadori chicken eggs. They're from um, Chino Valley Ranchers in California. We were looking for a uh, yolk. I don't know if you've traveled traveled to Europe, but you know in Europe those those yolks and those farm eggs are really fresh and very very golden. So we tested about twenty varieties, and this had the richest yolk. And we were looking for a uh, a cage free, um, you know, kind of bird from a small farm, and and you know we love we love these from Chino Valley Ranchers. We actually. Funny story, um, they don't um, distribute direct. So uh, one of our fish purveyors, Samuel and Sons out of Philadelphia, it's a pretty well-known fish purveyor, and we have a, we have a fish restaurant legacy attached to in, in our hotel too. One of our fish purveyors knew these guys, and we're buying these eggs from one of our fish, fish vendors. Huh, go figure. <laughs> pretty cool, yeah. How varied are the egg sandwiches on your menu? They all kind of stand on their own. They they have their own identity. We look. We kind of looked when we were creating these. We looked to um, kind of take our favorite breakfast dishes and represent them on a sandwich. So you know, basically, we have we have like a green and white, which is a healthy kale avocado. Sorry, yeah, kale avocado um, egg white sandwich, kind of like a you know very light omelet. That's one of the sandwiches. We also have a couple of different classics. Basics. We have a, a you know, a Spanish um, kind of um, ranchero. So they all kind of stand on their own. They all have their own identity. We wanted to have a good representation of some very simple sandwiches, and then get a little creative. Jason, thanks so much for taking the time. Great. We look forward to seeing you at Egghead at the Moxie uh, Moxie Hotel. Jason Hall is executive chef at Egghead located at 485 7th Avenue in Manhattan. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Bodarki. Thank you so much for listening.